you are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. I'm done with my banana. I will tell you this much, though. I I was seeing today that apparently, you know, people like, you know, all the people I know who are on social media up in Northeast, everybody's freaking out about the weather up there. You know, I didn't even, I was like, really? It's that bad? And then I follow Fagan's on Twitter and Fagan says they were closed today because of the fucking weather. I'm like, it's got to be really friggin' the the apocalypse if Fagan's in Syracuse is closing because of the weather. Are they closed tonight too or just for lunch? It said they're closed today, so I don't know if they're going to reopen, you know? Oh, said we are closed for the weather. I'm like, what the hell? Let me see if I can find it. What a bunch of pussies. I'm like, it's that bad? I mean, it's not like most employees. I mean, yes, yeah, some of them. But it's not like you couldn't run the uh, business on people that are able to, that are right around campus that work there. We used to go places without jackets on. Back in, back in our day? Yeah. I mean, you know what? Well... You want to start recording because we can talk about this. Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal, Sanders. I'm your good buddy, Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode <coughs> 93, the Cupid's Arrow edition. Happy Valentine's Day, buddy. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, you big sweetheart. (laughs) Um, Hey, I want to talk a little bit about Valentine's Day and such, um, but right before this, we were kind of talking about um, the the bitter cold that's uh, clamped down on the Northeast, and you were taunting me uh, with your 70-degree dog walk just uh, moments ago. Yeah, I'm wearing shorts and te- well, actually, I'm wearing no shirt now. <laughs> but I got the back door open, you know, Bluto's in the doorway, sitting chilling. Um, yeah, it's brutal here, and wind is mostly uh, the culprit. Wind chill factors are like, you know, th- making it feel thirty degrees colder than what okay. it is. And see, it's- I saw all kinds of people put. Po- see, guy had posted like a picture. From his phone, you know, saying, why did I move away from Syracuse? It was showing like negative 20 or something. <laughs> so all Some night. preposterous for the temperature of wherever he was. Chester. All, all night, uh, I'd get updates from him with just screenshots of his iPhone um, weather app. Oh, he was doing this to you personally? Personally, yeah. To Roscoe and I. And uh, every every hour or so, he'd check in and be like, new low, negative 22. Uh, <laughs> he's like, checking in, negative 36. Where is he? Um, is he in- he's in Orange County, New York, which is about right, an hour outside. I didn't outside. know where Chester was. You know? I was like, what the hell is Chester? I, know there's- I was like, is he hanging out around Philadelphia? Because I know there's a Chester, Pennsylvania or something. No, he is. Um, but I knew he moved to Orange County, but I didn't know if he was just. Yeah, no, there's a Chester, New York. Okay. It's about an hour outside the city or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's in Orange County. That's technically where he is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So this went on, you know, through the night till about, I'm going to say the last check-in was about uh, 12.30, 1 o'clock or so. And it was followed by, love getting old. All we have to talk about is the weather. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, which is true. Which well, is speaking true. of guy, you know, that was posted, that Fagan thing was posted at 10 o'clock Eastern time this morning. Due to weather concerns, will we be closed today? Happy Valentine's Day to all. So I assume they're just closed. Which, which is a double whammy because if I was a if I was a a student, and I wanted to someplace to take my sweetheart, yeah, I, I'd go to Fagan's. Yeah, I think a lot of people did this Valentine's Day thing last night, though. Oh, really? That seemed to be the popular thing to do. You know, I don't. Because Sunday's a real shitty night for going out to dinner. And yeah, stuff. and I understand that. And this is coming from a guy who still gets Monday morning anxiety on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, uh, I, hear you. I feel it, man. I feel like the weekend, you know, when I woke up this morning, even though I could have stayed in bed because I didn't get to bed until after 2 in the morning, I woke up and rolled out of bed at 8 o'clock in the morning so I could watch CBS Sunday morning and lay on the couch just because... If I stay in bed any longer, you know, the weekend's as good as over once right. Saturday's done. And I'm right. like, I can't spend all day in bed when when I'm going to have to go to work on Monday. You know? Yeah. And despite the fact that I'd much prefer to, to engage in a social activity on a Friday or a Saturday, there's just certain holidays or observances that should not be adjusted. And Valentine's Day is one of them because it's a made-up holiday anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's phony. Well, that's so, why you can adjust it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess because so. Because it is fake. No one's going to give you off for it. It's not like if Christmas falls on a Sunday, you're getting off on Monday anyway. Well, then that's why I think it should be it, it, it should be relative. So if it's on a Sunday, you shouldn't have the pressure. So basically, it should only be every eight years, every seven to eight years that you have the pressure of putting on an extravagant outing yeah. because they fall on a Friday and a Saturday. The rest of them should just be weekday affairs where you go out for dinner for an hour, you have some drinks, and that's it. What I have a feeling is, I have a feeling that people took advantage or, you know, of the Valentine's being on a Sunday this year in this way. They all went out to dinner because a lot of restaurants even aren't even open on Sunday nights, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then on top of it, they're getting treated well today. And then maybe the husband's going to make them dinner on top of it tonight. Interesting. You know? So, like, they're getting a double scooping because of the Sunday Valentine's Day. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I'm not down on Valentine's Day. I actually like Valentine's Day. I like like the sentiment. I'm an an old softy. I'm an old romantic. But... um, I'm, I would be big on it if, a th- if okay, if that's the, if that's the idea is to kind of, you know, make the most of the weekend surrounding the Valentine's Day, then go away for that weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know if you need mean? to go away. I mean, if I was in New Orleans, I could see myself maybe just going and get a hotel in a quarter or something. Yeah, right, right. But something different. Something yeah, yeah, something, something with charm. The Poconos, you know, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart-shaped. Poconos um, and go to your house. Heart- <laughs> heart-shaped jacuzzis and champagne uh, champagne glass bubble baths. Yes, yes. So Something, um, you know, it's really weird right now. I have PBS on and Rick Steves Europe is on and he's in Oslo. Okay. And he's, gone, he's gone through 
uh, multiple museums that I actually went to, like these Viking museums and Tor Heyerdahl Museum. It's very weird because rarely do I see this show where he's actually gone, where he's actually somewhere where I've been. Wait, Much you've been less to- specifically <laughs> a, a, uh, a, an attraction that I went to in multiple of them. You know, he's walking around like, I've been there. Cool. You, you've been to Oslo? Yeah, I spent like four, uh, maybe four days, three or four days there because uh, my buddy Chris, when, that was in 2008, he had a friend when he did study abroad in college. One of his buddies from that program was from Norway and lived in Oslo, so we had someone to stay with. I've been to Oslo. How have we never talked about this? I, I have no clue. I've been cold. It probably is in Oslo right now. I've been holding on. It's a negative. uh, Let's see. It's clear. And it's either 15 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 15. It's it's 15 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. That's Um, pretty cold. I've been holding on to this journal when uh, Reardon and I went on our uh, little sojourn through the Scandinavian countries back in 06. And I kept a journal. We actually both kept journals. Um and I've always wanted to do uh, a podcast flipping through that journal. Yeah. But I can't get Reardon to do that. You know, he's got no interest in. Especially in, since he's been to a million countries now. Right. He's exactly. the freaking world traveler. He doesn't give a fuck about some trip from 15 years ago at this point. <laughs> let alone he's way re- past that. Let alone recording it on a podcast for no yeah. money. You know, if yeah, I paid him, I might get him to, to do it, but that's like, not. Oh, I want tulips. I think I'll fly the nether- to the Netherlands <laughs> on a whim. <laughs> that's where um, we make fun of like these Croatian clients we have. They're always flying back and forth from Croatia, like as if it's like gone from here to Mississippi. You know, <laughs> like, oh, no, I forgot my keys. <laughs> <laughs> Packed on the plane, uh, like it's like nothing to them. And so, right. dude, it takes twelve fucking hours to get there, and y'all don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll go come to town for a week, go back. It, it freaking blows me away. You know, it's like, like I've only traveled to Europe a couple of times, and both times it was such like a big deal, right? You know, because it's like you're traveling so far away, and these guys. They'll spend half the year over there coming back and forth. You know? Yeah, and such a pain in the ass, too. That's what I'm saying. They do it like it's nothing. Like, it's no big deal to hop on a 12-hour flight to them. <laughs> and you probably, what do you have to do? You probably have to fly to, like, Spain and then connect yeah, to Croatia. Well, they, they're probably able to, They're maybe Frankfurt or something. Yeah, that's a big hub. Yeah, because I know when we flew flew into Slovenia, that's where we flew into, Frankfurt. How long a flight is that? From Frankfurt to Slovenia? No, no, from New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, well, I mean, we flew out of New York, so. Oh, okay. All right, I've taken Yeah, I mean, we had spent time in New York for a couple of days, so I I mean, I, I don't think there's any such thing as a direct flight from here to Frankfurt. I'm sure there isn't. Right, right. You know? But um, but I mean the whole process, which makes it even a bigger pain in the ass, because you got to fly somewhere, stop, probably stop in New York, 
or Chicago or wherever the hell they're stopping or Houston. Who knows where it is? You know, the biggest cities that have direct flights, you know? Right. And then get on another plane because that's always a bigger pain in the ass to me. Even if I'm going to Boston, when I got to switch flights, it sucks. You know? Yeah. And that's just gone somewhere where it ends up being a five-hour trip. So, you know how shitty it must be to have to deal with that? I mean, that's 12 hours of travel, and these guys, no big deal. You know? I mean, it'd be one thing if you lived in New York or Boston where it's like, you know, in six hours you're in London or Ireland or whatever, you know? Right. But, like, it's like you got the whole leg where you got to get somewhere to get over there. And then once you get over there, yeah, you got to get somewhere else because I, I doubt there's too many direct, maybe from New York, there's direct flights into Croatia, but there's probably not that many. So I just went on Priceline quickly and, and chose two random dates, departing uh, February 29th. Oh, is this a leap year? Yeah. Oh. Every year there's presidential elections, leap year. Wow. Well, you learn something new every four years, man. Yeah. Um, and then I came back on 3.30, and uh, there are – Priceline could not find me a flight from New Orleans to Croatia. Yeah. Well, there you go. So it must not be very easy. Yeah. And these guys are doing it all the friggin' time. Uh, that sucks. They all have one foot in Croatia. No, they <laughs> friggin' – these guys are loving it now, some of them, because, like, because the BP settlements – Oh, yeah. Some of these guys, you know, they're back over there living like kings now. They were living like kings anyway, you know? Right. Now they're really living like kings. Like, some of these guys have gone over there and bought shitloads of property, you know? <laughs> and they're, they're cashing in. But they're holding on to that American citizenship status as much as they can because there's way more benefits to that than Croatia because they tax the friggin' hell out of you over there. Right. You know, so I think guys try to stay over, try to stay a half a year minus a day, you know. And let's be honest, there's way more probability, way higher probability that some major global company is going to come and dump on their dump on their interests in New Orleans again. Yeah. Than they are to go in Croatia and, and compensate them accordingly, you know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's a better deal here. Plus, like, the other issue, a lot of these guys have, like, really greedy relatives over there. I mean, which makes sense because the ones who stayed over there and never came over here, they weren't hungry enough to, like, come over here and make money. Right, right. You know, they're they're right. lazy. <laughs> right. Like, these people, most of these guys, they left while it was still Yugoslavia. They left the communist country to come over here and make a living. Right. You know, now nobody's coming over here because they all have, you know— <laughs> they all can live off the fat of the government and stuff over there now, you know? Right. You know, but, like, they have a lot of situations like that where it's relatives who are just friggin' trying to squeeze every dime out of their, out of the relatives over here, even before they hit the BP lottery. <laughs> yeah. Because they, you know, it's because these guys, because they do, the, the guys, the oyster men were making good money. You can make... You know, you can make six figures a year doing it. You know? Right, 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 right. You got to bust your ass, but you can do it, you know? And, you know, you got the relatives over there that never came. <clears throat> you owe it to them. So. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm sure some of them are really. I know for a fact one in particular is really getting squeezed right now, but that's, 
another story. But it's, a, um, it's another podcast. That's that's our Croatia Today podcast. Yes, the Croatia Today podcast. Um, hey, speaking of side uh, podcasts, so we were on hiatus a little bit for uh, for Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, last week I had put up a replay of the original Mardi Gras podcast from way back. It was episode fifteen, so it was within the first. You know, a couple months of us doing a podcast. Yeah, because we started in November, so that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And it was good. It was real informative. We talk a lot about, like, the origins of uh, of Mardi Gras and what's it like to be a local. And you talk a little bit about being a kid during Mardi Gras. So it was, it was cool. It was fun. Yeah. And we've started to get... Um, I don't know if it's a resurgence in old listeners or if we're getting a, a bunch of new listeners coming on board because I'm noticing our downloads are going up and I'm, and I'm seeing older episodes being uh, downloaded again. Hmm. So that's kind of cool. So yeah, that's cool. From time to time, I think it's, I think it's a good idea to put up an old podcast. To put podcast. up a best of. Yeah. Like, like how they used to do with Carson back in the day. The best of Carson. Exactly, and um, that was a good episode, and it was up, and it was timely. And I was assuming, because I know that if I was in the midst of a Mardi Gras celebration, and I was out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then, you know, whatever, maybe took a break on Sunday, and then Tuesday comes up, I'd be out of commission the rest of that week. So I I was assuming you wouldn't be back. Well, I mean, I got to go back to work on Wednesday, you know? Yeah. All right. I mean, like, I'll be, I'll tell you the way it went. You know, I mean, the only night that I really, like, threw down with drinks was Friday night, you know? Okay. And I was going to go to my brother-in-law's family's house for the parade the next day. But the problem was I got so drunk on Friday night, I was in bed to, like, Two in the afternoon on Saturday. <laughs> what was Saturday? Zulu? No, Saturday was in Demian. It's okay. one of the it's the biggest crew. Okay. Zulu is on Mardi Gras Day itself. Oh, okay. Right. That's the only parade I went to on Mardi Gras, actually. I mean, that's uh, that's the tradition I've been doing for the past few years. Going with my brother in law and niece, and then when my sister, you know, the mother can go, she goes because she's a nurse, so sometimes she has to work. You know, because yep. they don't get the um, nurses, you know, they don't get to just say, fuck it, we're not coming in. You know, you're at the <laughs> mercy of scheduling because you work in the healthcare industry, you know? Right, right. So she was out there this year, went out there, you know, I didn't even drink anything, but I got myself five coconuts. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I got myself some coconuts and, that, and I came home, you know, took the dog for a walk, chilled out, you know, I was going to go to a movie or whatever, but. I ended up just taking it easy because, screw it, it's Tuesday, I get to take it easy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right, 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 right. I mean, the issue is, that's another reason why I'm not, I, I don't even really want to throw down on Mario Gras self either, is because I know I have to go to work the next day. You know, it's like the Super Bowl. Like, I didn't get all, you know, like, usually in the Super Bowl, it's, I, at this age, I don't get all drunk when I watch the Super Bowl because... It, Monday's not a holiday, you know? Right. Like, it used to be easier to deal with that stuff. But uh, but I knew that. So Friday, I got way hammered. 
I mean, I remember getting into it with the cab driver, basically having to like twist his arm just to get him to drive me home. You know, and I think I had vomited at some point. You know, and then where I were you Friday? Friday, a guy that lives along the parade ride had a party at his house. You know, and then at the end of the night, you know, it was like one in the morning. I was still at his his condo. It was him, uh, a couple other people, and me. And I and I guess we and we went down to like a bar, which was the last thing I needed to do. You know, because I was drinking whiskey. Never a good idea. <laughs> you know, I think it's I think it says that on the bottle. Yeah, Whiskey it should never a yes. good idea. But I should if I would just stuck to beer. But then the next day, you know, I was like I was gonna get up, you know, and make it down to the house party that his that the in laws' parents have, which isn't far from. It's actually not far from where I went to high school, which isn't far from where Endymion rolls. Okay. It's the only parade that rolls through Mid City. You know, but then it was like it reached a point. I was like, "All right, I'll do it." I just kept putting off because I did not want to get up. You know, you know, it was just I didn't have a headache. I just felt terrible, and I definitely did not want to drink again. You know, right? And then it was like five or six o'clock, and I was like, "Well, I'm definitely not making it now because that's what time the parade starts rolling, which means they're all going to be out at the parade and not at the house." And I don't really feel like sitting there and watching a four-hour fucking parade. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what it amounts to, basically. So I just said, screw it. You know, and then the next morning, my brother Chris, who had just moved back here, I went and got him. We went and saw one of the uptown parades that ran during the day. And then that night, Bacchus was rolling, but I, which is one of the other really big parades. But I had already said that I wasn't going to worry about that because the Super Bowl was on, you know? Right. And then Monday... You know, I went into the law factory for three hours. Oh, you went, huh? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's a law factory. I would have mattered had I not gone because it really does it. But, you know, you can't say anything if he doesn't, if he sees me there. Although I think it's so preposterous, and we probably talked about that on that Mardi Gras episode. The idea of, all right, you got off Saturday, Sunday. All right, come in for three to four hours of Monday. Then you're off. And off again on Tuesday. Right. How stupid is that? <laughs> you know? Which is funny because that was a huge, uh, a huge conversation within the original St. Patrick's yeah, Day. I yeah, mean, uh, I thought Mardi it was. It's so stupid. Because the other thing is all the courts and stuff around here shut down on the Monday before Mardi Gras because who the fuck's doing anything on the day before Mardi Gras, you know, when you've already had Saturday and Sunday off, you know, no one's going to go. You know, these are civil servants. They're not going to be like, oh, okay, let's come in for a day. Right. <laughs> right. So it's it's almost pointless to be there, but it kills him to have to pay his staff for a holiday. Right. You know? So he makes them come in for three to four hours. <laughs> so, and then Monday, I just kind of chilled. I didn't go out to Orpheus or anything that night because... Because I got to get up like at 6 in the morning to go to Zulu, you know, because it yes. starts rolling at 8 in the morning. So I got to give it 6 and then drive over to the brother-in-law, you know, my sister and brother-in-law's house. And I meet up with them and then we go out there. Where we go is at the beginning of the route, which is it runs through the hood because it's, you know, Zulu goes into the black neighborhoods, you know. Yep. So it starts there and the other parades don't go through there. 
So when Zulu's over, Mardi Gras for us is over because we're not going to go. I mean, not going to go now. Go look for a spot on St. Charles to watch Rex and a or anything, you know? Right. It would be a. It would be a waste. Yeah, I mean it's a pain in the ass. Plus Rex is kind of chintzy anyway because it's, you know, it's super rich hoity-toity people, you know. Right. And those people are kind of, eh, you know, how they are. <laughs> You know what I've, I'm talking about. They're I've all seen, like Montgomery Burns. You know? I've seen a few of those people, so. Yeah, I'm sure. They're like the people that were uh, occupying Long Branch and all those places 115 years ago. <laughs> I don't even think that long ago. I'd probably say probably even 60, 50 or 60 years ago. Okay, yeah. Because down here. Delete. Down here was the uh, summer homes of the Rockefellers of. Um, the, the Hess family. Um, who's the uh, who's the Anderson Cooper family? Vanderbilt. Oh, the Vanderbilts. Yeah, all those folks all came down here uh, to yeah. summer. To so summer. that's how you know when you're wealthy. When right. You use summer as a verb. Right. 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 Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like regular people don't get to summer. And exactly. You take a summer vacation, but you're not summering. Right. You know, it's like, oh, and we spend our winters there, you know. Right. It's like when you're in Europe, like in Austria. Oh, this is their winter palace. You know, <laughs> I mean, I I I know like two hundred years ago it was probably, you know, more of a pain ass, but it just kills me because it's like this is like five miles away from that other palace, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it would be like, you know, yeah. If you had, you know, your one palace in Asbury Park and another palace in Long Branch or something. Like, it was that preposterous over there, you know? Right, right. This is the summer palace. This is the winter palace. It's like, it's in the same fucking city. <laughs> <laughs> Took us five minutes to get here on the train. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but all the windows face in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, what was the one we went to in... Um, uh, there's a big one over there in Austria. I think it was like a summer palace, you know. Was, you go up there and it's like, oh, and as a boy, Mozart played here for, you know, Franz Josef, you know, all this shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been, I don't know, it might have been the Belvedere. I'm not sure, you know. They, they you know, Austria's full of these old palaces, you know. I am. Um, uh, yeah, so I was excited that that you were back uh, back in the groove, um, but I, for some reason I just kind of thought you were not going to be around on Thursday, so I had kind of made some other plans and whatnot. No, it was fine anyway because uh, did I do anything Thursday? I don't even know if I did anything. It's just I wasn't. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if I did anything. I just. I know I wasn't dying to record, actually, to be honest with you. So oh, that was right. a blessing to me. Then it you know? fine. Because I still wasn't dying to record, you know? Yeah. I um, But we've been on such a groove. And I was looking at... Uh, I was looking at, you know, the last uh, couple episodes in our feed. A couple things to note on that. One, iTunes is now publishing the entire... Uh, Two Sorry Excuses catalog. So if you're a subscriber, okay. 
you can uh, catch up on back episodes uh, by going to the iTunes store, subscribing to the podcast, and then you can see the entire feed. In addition, as always, the twosorryexcuses.com has all... Um, has all the episodes, and you'll notice a little bit of a facelift. Okay, I've, nice. Uh, I've tweaked a, a few things on the site, so that's good. Oh, but, all right. Sorry, go on. That's I don't okay. I'll stop you now. That's all right. Um, but I noticed we've been on a groove, and that's increased the number of downloads that we've had. People are used to to coming back and listening, so uh, I didn't want to leave us in the lurch. And the original plan was to publish the. Um, to publish our passion project, yes, the, yes. the the Muppets episode, but a couple things. One, you and I only did about fifteen or twenty minutes on the Muppets oh, actual recording. Yeah, so I didn't just want to put that out, but it gave me the idea of putting together a, a, a well produced this American Life type podcast. So okay. I actually went out and I've I've recorded a couple other segments, um, very similar well, you, to this American. You recorded Life. some with uh, Cole, right? I've recorded some with Cole. I've I've recorded some man on the street type uh, interludes, very similar to how they do on This American what, Life. What street though? That's the question because I got to be leery of the people on streets near you. <laughs> <laughs> Just as I'd be leery of the people on the street that I live on. Yeah, very true. But uh, mostly it was like at my parents' house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in their yeah. living room. It's mostly my dad. That makes more sense. Um, now, so then once I started to put that together, I realized that it could be a pretty special episode, so I didn't want to rush it out. And two, no, I'd, I'd really love to get five minutes from you and your dad uh, riffing yeah. on Raquel Welch. I'm not going to yeah, hold my you know breath. What? And the thing was, I thought I was going to go over there yesterday in the morning because he was having computer issues. But then he called me and told me his computer issues were solved, which was good because there wasn't – because I had to go somewhere last night anyway, so I really didn't want to have to – make the two hour round trip in the middle of the day, you know? Right. But, right. uh, but I am going to have to figure something out about that. Well, we've got some time because I didn't end up having to plug that episode in because, uh, in anticipation of you not being back, I had recorded a side project. Okay. I, so that's the, what you put up the side project, the side project under the two sorry excuses banner. Um, a two sorry excuses presents, if you will. It's a, um, it's a, just a conversation with Roscoe about our trip to go see Bruce Springsteen. Oh, hey, when did y'all go see Bruce? Uh, Monday the eighth. Oh, nice. So it was. Oh, right- you went and saw him this past Monday. Yeah, yeah. So it was Where on at? the Meadowlands. No, no, Albany. <laughs> oh, oh, the Nick. Uh, Pepsi Center, or whatever they call it. Yeah, it's now? called the TD. Uh, it's called the Times Union Albany okay, Center. Now it's got a different name, but it was the Pepsi Arena or something at one time, wasn't it? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And originally it was the Knickerbocker. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Like the generic name. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know they always play the Mac Conference Tournament there. <laughs> yes. The Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Correct. <laughs> The Mac. <laughs> so, um, not we, to be confused with the Mac. Right. The solid Mac. <laughs> yes. The Mac. <laughs> um, 
So we went up there and it was a it was a good show, but the fact that we had to drive three and a half hours and it was snowing, it there was just a lot of stuff to The cover. irony that you gotta drive to Albany to see a from New Jersey to see a Bruce Springsteen concert. That was all exactly. That all just fed into the desire to want yeah. to cover it. And it was a it was a much easier conversation than it was a monologue, if you follow. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. So Roscoe and I sat down, and 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 he was excited for, to make his podcasting debut. But of course, nothing ever goes as planned, and you know, I didn't get home in time, and then we couldn't record it sitting next to each other because I couldn't get two microphones to work. So he was upstairs, um, in the office while I was so downstairs. He had to Skype you. He had to Skype me in and, the house. Yeah, in the house. And, <laughs> While he was waiting for me, he had a couple glasses of wine, and then during our technical difficulties, he had a couple more glasses of wine. And so then Roscoe's like half in the bag. Right. Like starts. Right. It was like recording a podcast with a homeless wino friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was a good time. It, it, it was fun. I was hoping that it was going to be, um, you know, if you and I are the Beatles. I was just really just kind of shooting for the wings, you know. I was, I figured you were gonna say wings. I, I was just shooting I don't know, for it wings. Might be more like a friggin' the Ringo Starr band. Or- <laughs> That's what it turned out to be. That's what it turned out to be. Um, but it was good. He he, um, you know, he laughed. Roscoe made his debut. He made his debut. Um, well, a little rough on the intros and the and the outros because. Um, you know, they're not what I'm used to doing, so it sounds a little goofy, and I've never introduced him during the podcast, so <laughs> if you don't know who he is, <laughs> he never gets a name, so I had to record, you know, a setup to the whole deal, but um, one, it was a good time, and two, it kind of, uh, it, it kind of quenched that thirst to do a side project, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like anything. Well, that's good, because I know it, you've been, I know you've been toying around with multiple ideas for side projects but like anything in the two sorry excuses universe uh the idea is much better than the execution whether it's having guests on or playing games or recording Uh, side projects guests on such a pain in the ass right so um needless to say i'm i'm happy uh, i'm happy happy that we're back and uh and and burning on all cylinders nice Feeling the burn, huh? Yeah, exactly. Feeling the burn. Um, um, well, I uh, now I know what was happening Thursday. Thursday, I was watching Syracuse play Florida State. Okay. And then my mother said she was making dinner, so I was like, "Well, all right, I'll go there after the game," which is why I was fine with not having to record because you know I didn't want to record during the game. You yes, know? correct. And I know when we get to a certain point, especially if it's eight my time, it's nine your time. I know it's kind of late for you. Yeah. Generally, yeah. it starts. But, to, um, it starts to grind. But one thing I do want to bring up, oddly enough, which is good that we come back to that. We we're talking about how Fagans was closed because of the weather, and like, what the hell? I don't know. Did you watch the game against Florida State? Um. Doesn't really matter if you watched. It. I did. What we I'm say. We were we sucked for a while and then we came back. That was that game. Yeah, right? and we kicked our ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah in yeah. the second half, yeah. But anyway, afterwards, because I'm later on, I'm reading like I after the games, I'll just go look at Twitter. You know, all the Syracuse stuff I follow. You know, 
mm-hmm. like dot com, Daily Orange, you know, um, and some other, you know, like Troy Noons, other Syracuse blogs, you know, Fizz. Uh, well, apparently, because it's always funny. I don't even know how the shit comes up, but uh, but there were quotes from Bayheim at some point in the press conference. He started talking about. The weather, because I guess it was very snowy in Syracuse, and so I must have said something. But you know, there's like twenty two thousand people at the game. You know, somebody must have questioned, like, "Oh, are you surprised?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "He's like they they go on the news for eight inches of snow. Twenty years ago, they didn't go on the news for eight inches of snow." He's like, "It had to be," and I guess it's on. He was like, "It had to be two feet, maybe a foot and a half." <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny that Fagans is closed today. I was like, yeah, I mean, it does kill me. It's like, (laughs) I remember every time it snowed, it wasn't a news story when we were there. (laughs) We we had school closed, uh, I want to say, 94. Yeah, it was before I got there, so it probably was spring of 94. Spring of 94, they closed school for the first time. Uh, in like a hundred, wasn't the issue because it was spring break and people couldn't get back to campus. Couldn't get back, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the issue. That was the that reason. Syracuse was bad. Exactly. Or, yeah, yeah, it was because students just couldn't get back. So what's the point of having class? Right. So yeah. now they're just closing things willy nilly. Yeah, like, and and I was talking to my mom about it the other day too about that issue how Bayheim said that and I was like you know it's. Because we were watching news, and and uh, and it was the end of the news, and the weather guy came on again. My mom's like, he was just on here. I was like, mom, you know everybody's obsessed with the weather now. The news always, back in the day, the way the news worked, the news started, then there was the weather or sports. Actually, I think sports used to be first, then the weather, you know, and then the news was over. Then they shuffled it around. The weather was first, then sports. Now it's they start the news and they're like, how's the weather? You know, and then they come into the weather segment around 13 to 14 minutes into the newscast. Then before the newscast is over, well, what about that weather again? Like the obsession with weather now is out of control. The fact that they have started naming, excuse me, snowstorms, winter storms. It really, it really offends me. I don't know why, but the stupid. So it should have fed you. The National Weather Bureau, I guess that's the that's their controlling National Weather Service. National Weather Service. National yeah. Weather Service um, has a policy to only name hurricanes, yeah, or tropical storms. And yeah, yeah, they name tropical storms because they concern in the hurricanes. Exactly, and winter storms they don't. But the Weather Channel saw how they could monetize and drive ratings during hurricane season. So they went and started naming winter storms. Yeah, what did they name that one a couple weeks ago? Mm. It was like the big one a couple weeks ago. They gave it, I was like, what? They gave a name to this thing? Let's see. Yeah, I want to see. Um, it's always like a Spanish name or a foreign name, like Igor. <laughs> Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic because there's a bunch of people in Mexico and Spain not understanding what's going on. <laughs> uh, let's see. 
the 2015. Oh, where'd it go? We've had uh, uh, Jonas. Was it Jonas? Jonas. Yeah, yeah, that must have been it. Yeah. Jonas. It's so ridiculous. But I, and I was saying it is ridiculous. And I was like, and Bayheim's completely right about that. If there was eight inches of snow in 1995, they, it wasn't a big news story. Right. You They'd know? be like, thank God, it's only eight inches. Yeah. And like here, it's like that too with the rain. You know, New Orleans is one of the rainiest cities in the country. You know, in terms of total inches we get per year, you know? So like you get rainstorms a lot. But it used to be like the only ones that were newsworthy is if it was going to flood. Now it's like anytime there's a couple inches of rain, you know, they're breaking into the friggin' TV shows and all kinds of shit, you know, over yeah. like a few inches of rain. You know, it's like, it's like, what the hell is going on here now? You know, uh, a little bit. I think um, people care or people are a little more timid these days, probably because of liability issues. Yeah, I mean, I don't but, know. My take on it is this. I I mean, I guess because they're like, oh, well, people watch the Weather Channel. It's like, yes, so why interrupt your shows for this? Because anybody that really cares about the weather that much will turn on the Weather Channel or look on his phone or do some one of the various options that don't involve you interrupting the middle of friggin' um, the Goldbergs to say there's a storm. You know, <laughs> you know something that's less intrusive than that, because it's like anybody that's watching this right now does not give a fuck about the weather. It's true. Oh. And the worst is they'll do it in the middle of like live events, like you know, because they don't give a damn if it's something like if it's like a college basketball game involving teams that have no connection to the state. They don't care. They'll just walk all over that shit. You know. Or like if you're DVR and stuff, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch this," and you watch it, and it, and you don't get to see your program because they came in with a weather report in the middle of it and fucked it up. Right. You know, it's right. it's terrible. But, but I am with Coach Beheim, and he's probably pissed because he's like, "Fuck it," uh, you know. He's getting back. They're probably. They're probably in Syracuse now or just getting off the plane because I know they were, you know, on Twitter they had that they were on a plane just a little while ago. You know, he's probably like, hey, man, why don't we go down to Fagan's? And I'm like, coach, Fagan's is closed. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? And he's probably got John Dellis on the phone chewing him out, asking him why the hell he can't get his Vermonter sandwich right now. <laughs> <laughs> and his turkey chili. You know, I uh, yes, I can't believe that uh, that John Dellis would would stand for that. Especially considering after that tornado, the derecho back in '98, Fagans opened with a generator as soon as they could and was serving beers out of frigging garbage buckets of ice. <laughs> you know the fact that like. They would stay open even when there was no power in the city, you know, that they're going to shut down. I remember working during a blizzard, you know? Yeah. I remember these nerds that came skiing to the the door, you know? They showed up on skis. Right. You know, like it was, like that meant it was a shit ton of snow. Exactly. 
You know, and I was like, you didn't shut down for that. So I want to know how bad it can be that they didn't open today. Maybe right. something got fucked up. Maybe something went haywire, not allowing them to open up. You know, maybe the pipes froze. Maybe. Yeah, but. which I can't believe because, you know, that seems like something obvious that. These guys are outraged. Yeah, yeah, they don't like it. This is like a uh, Sublime album. <laughs> hey, relax. Come on. Hey, hey, come on. Relax. Come here. You want a treat? Relax. That's what Shaggy Get back. used to say. Get back. Oh, there's just some things these guys won't stand for. <laughs> um, it's two degrees in Syracuse right now, and the the uh, wind chill. Oh no, I guess it's gonna be not gonna be wind chill. It's gonna be the actual temperature is gonna be negative nine. Okay. Well, that's yeah, big deal. Uh, so put a coat on. Yeah. All right, I'm done with my screed of the of the weather. But you made me think of something. When you were talking to the dog just now, Shaggy, he used to always like to say, relax. <laughs> <laughs> say it like that. Relax. <laughs> oh, God. So what did you and Roscoe do for the Super Bowl? Um, oh, well, some sad news. Got some sad news um, last week. Um, good friend of the podcast. Good friend of of real life. Uh, Liz Stillman's mom had passed away last week. Yeah, yeah, you told me that. Yes. Total bummer. So yeah. Um, Saturday. So Friday was the funeral, and her parents okay. were living in in Florida, and but still had a lot of ties to Schenectady where she grew up. Yeah, they had retired to Florida. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the funeral was Friday uh, in Schenectady, but I was out of town last okay. week. I was in D.C. on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So um, I couldn't make it back for that, which was kind of a bummer because obviously I would have liked to have been there for Liz, but it brought in some um, some old familiar faces, uh, the Jody Skolnicks and the Stacey Fradens of the world. Uh, yeah, yeah, all yeah, came yeah. down for it. They were all roommates together, so some um, blast from the past. Despite the situation, it would uh, it would be nice to to see some folks. Because that's the silver lining to shit like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you get old people back together, and you have a couple of drinks, and you yeah, and it, it brings some solace, yeah. and you know, and, and some good times to otherwise shitty situation. Yep, right on. So, so Saturday. Uh, my sister was having a baby shower, so Saturday night... I thought you were going to say Saturday my sister was having a baby. I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, busy weekend. Busy weekend. Yes. Um, no, it was her baby shower, so Saturday night was a little bit of a family get-together. Okay. So, so How I, far along is your sister? Um, oh, she do uh, April 1st. All right. April you must be psyched, day. huh? Well, it would be awesome if, if it's born on April 1st. Yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah, April, April Fool's, Fools yeah. baby. That we could have I was saying you must be psyched anyway. You're going to be an uncle again. I'm going to be an uncle again, this time to a little boy. 
Oh, nice. Even better. Yeah, they haven't uh, revealed the name, but they have said it was going to be a boy. Just because I know you're like the uncle of the year. Um, the uh, Pied Piper of the uncles. My little niece the other day, um, I think it was that weekend, they had come down from, Jeremy's kids had come down from Pennsylvania, and they stayed over that night. And uh, the two-year-old comes down, and she's dressed in um, a cable knit, like a fisherman's knit sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, a big cable knit sweater, <laughs> blue pants, and uh, these colorful socks and a pair of shoes. And she comes down the stairs, and she stands in the door, and she goes, Hey, everybody, I'm Uncle Matt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which is funny. I don't never wear a cable knit sweater, and I don't own blue pants. But um, <laughs> but, she, but she saw those comparisons of you with... Uh, Ernest Hemingway, and she figured that's what you should be wearing. <laughs> she subscribes to the podcast and is yes. a, and is a Twitter follower, so um, she must have made those connections, which is great. It's like, well, he did have a Hemingway-esque uh, look with that beard. He probably <laughs> should dress like this. <laughs> um, so Saturday, All right, so you were hanging out with the fam on Saturday. Yeah, so I I couldn't go to the um, Liz and her dad were sitting shiva. At her apartment on uh, Saturday night. In New- in the city? In the city. So I couldn't make it then. Um, hey, what do you guys got now? So what is that when they said Shiva? Is that just basically kind of like a reception almost? Hold on a second. I got to take whatever they're eating away from them right now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are out of control. Yeah. Where the hell's Roscoe? Hey. All right. Go to see Roscoe. Come here. Go ahead. Go. Get up there. Go. 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 It's not uh, 6 o'clock yet, so my automatic lights haven't turned on. So it's pitch black. Oh, yeah. Another seven minutes. And they're chewing on something. I wanted to make sure it wasn't something that was good. Um, So I sent them off to go hang out with Roscoe. But, um, yeah, so they were sitting Shiva at uh, Liz's apartment Saturday night. I was going to ask you, what what exactly is sitting Shiva? I mean, I know it's a Jewish thing, but, I mean, is it just like a reception sort of thing? Like people come and pay their condolences? It's... um, it's really like a repass in in uh, in a Catholic um, like having a big meal and stuff. Yeah, so it's a cross between a viewing or a memorial ceremony and repass. So okay, you go yeah. to somebody's house and they're just hanging out, and you you come, you bring food, you pay your respects. Okay, so it is like what yes, what Gentiles do when other people pass. You go over with like a. You know, like sort of like a potluck thing. You make a dish for them. Yeah. Like in the old days. Everybody from the neighborhood would show up with food or something. So with my limited experience, uh, I I find it a way, a way more um, 
conducive to grieve. It's way more conducive to the grieving process because you're not sitting at some sterile funeral home with a open casket and yeah, you know yeah. having people come and and just you know give you condolence after condolence after condolences. It's it's a little more relaxed, and I'm sure in some situations they're very stressful. But you're in your own home. You're comfortable, like. Uh, I wore khaki pants and a button-up shirt, but you know, people were in jeans and and a you know blazer. Wait, or you something. went to the you went to so, the shovel? So on Friday, on Saturday, because I'd missed the funeral, on Saturday I I asked if I could go up early just to kind of you know pay my respects and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, say yeah. hello. And she's like, "Of course, of course," um, because I'm I would say I'm relatively close to her family. Um, yeah, you know her, um, and uh, her dad and I have gone to Yankee games together. Uh, she has a funny story about the first time uh, that I had met her mom that she always tells. I'm kind of in the Stillman lore, so yeah, yeah. Um, it's, well, I mean, uh, you've known her for twenty plus years now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, she, I wanted, I knew her dad was going to be up there, so I wanted to pay my respects. So I went up uh, solo. I drove into the city, spent an hour with them while they were taking some downtime before people started to come, and then I took off for my family thing. But Sunday was going to go up for like the festivities proper. It was from one to five on Sunday. Okay. And um, I had gone to my family thing on on Saturday night and gotten back in time, and I think Roscoe and I... <clears throat> went out for a cocktail or something and he had had a bunch of drinks before I went out with him and um, I had mentioned that I was going to go up Sunday and he volunteered which I'm pretty sure d- despite the fact he's got a he's got a big heart and he and he does he's the kind of guy that does the right thing I- I'm pretty sure he only volunteered because he had had a couple drinks that's yeah, the only way yeah. I would volunteer you know yeah of course because it's yeah because like if you're if you're not so related where it's expected that you should be there, normally you don't want to be it. Exactly. And, and uh, in that Memorial, setting. funereal things. You exactly. Know? But I uh, held him to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I made him take the ride with me, which he was all, you know, he was, he was more than happy to do. And he had uh, met uh, and hung out with the Stillman on a couple of different occasions here and there. So um, she was yeah. actually excited to see him. And she told him that he was uh, much better looking than Guy. So he was psyched. It was a win-win for everybody. <laughs> so we went up there and uh, ended up taking off about 5 o'clock. So we missed opening kickoff. And I think okay. we missed the first, um, the first score of the Super Bowl, but the after that, goal, yeah. we watched the CBS Sports app uh, streamed the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was good. Um, it was the right result, you know. Uh, it was it was a you know kind of a boring game, real defensive. Yeah, so it was boring. We were just. I mean, as like, a whatever. Saints fan, I'm happy the Panthers didn't win. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. You know, and then Payne Man bothers me, but. I look at it this way. They won in spite of Peyton Manning. Okay. All right. They did. They really did. He didn't play good. No. No, not at all. Not at all. He's terrible now. The idea that he didn't straight up retire just yet, you know, like he's he's a liability more than anything. Yeah. And I mean, he's got to be done, you know, especially I I think he's going to retire. But, you know, I mean, 
and one one drive there, one series of downs. He fumbled twice. He only lost the second fumble. Like in in a span of three plays, I think it was he fumbled twice. You know? Yeah. Like he's he's done. You know? So, I mean, it would have been way more annoying if like he had been dominant and they won. But I knew that wasn't going to happen because he's never dominant in big games like that. <laughs> See, I'm a. You know, I'm a huge Peyton Manning fan. and Yeah, because you're a Colts guy, yeah. Uh, was glad that he won because that's, you know, two Super Bowls. Two and two in the Super Bowl with two Super Bowl wins um, to bookend that, you yeah. know, that record. Um, changes the whole conversation on his legacy, you know. Um, if he was one and three, people can get on him. But I think two and two, more than respectable. And the fact that he had just... You know that run of regular seasons where he was untouchable. Um, yeah, you know, well, he's given that MVP in that one Super Bowl as a lifetime achievement award because he didn't even play well in that Super Bowl. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you know that was like totally like the lifetime achievement award. It's like, well, you may never get here again, so we'll give you the MVP. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. There was a joke uh, going around back when the Saints beat him. You know. See, I used to be a bigger Peyton Manning fan. My dad kind of ruined him for me. You know? <laughs> I mean, because Peyton Manning, he's my age. He's from New Orleans. You know, he's the same year as me, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and I liked Archie. Uh, but the joke was, you know, Peyton Manning, when Peyton Manning grew up, he used to dream of throwing the winning touchdown, the touchdown pass that won the Saints the Super Bowl, and then he got the chance to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> that was um, that was a miserable Super Bowl. Um, I'm sure it was if you're a Colts fan, yeah. Because just a few years before, um, that was Ange and I had first started dating. Yeah, and we watched the Super Bowl. I mean, we're only like weeks into dating, and we watched the Super Bowl, and it was great, and it was a good time. And I'm like, man, this is it. And then they get to the Super Bowl again, and I'm like. Everything's coming up aces. <laughs> so we had a big party. My parents had a big party uh, at their house and invited a bunch of people. And there was just a bunch of people standing around not caring about the game. And the game's coming down the to worst. the wire. You know? That's the worst. Being around. being That's why That's why I watch Syracuse basketball games at home. Because going to places where it's full of people that could give a fuck of the result. Yep. I can't stand it. Yeah, so Liz had invited us to stay. Um, had invited us to stay at uh, at her place. Oh wait, we're going back to the story. It, well, just a, it's a it's a uh, a footnote to the story, but um, I declined because for that reason I wanted to see Peyton win. Yeah, 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 and I just wanted to watch the game. No, in the end, I was happy he won. You know, I was like, I'm fine with it. You know. And obviously, it was a big deal here. Like, back in the day when he played for – hell, now when he's with the Broncos, every game Peyton Manning plays is always on TV here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a huge interest. Like, we always got all the Colts games because they know that. He's wildly popular in New Orleans. Right. Makes sense. You know? I mean, he's a favorite son. You know? I mean, it's weird. There's only There's only one Hall of Famer actually – there's several Hall of Famers from Louisiana, and there's a couple of Hall of Famers 
from New Orleans, but there's only one Hall of Famer who's actually a native New Orleanian, like actually was born in the city, and that's Marshall Falk, and Peyton Manning will be the second, probably, you know? I mean, depending on where Ed Reed was born. I don't know if Ed Reed was born in Jefferson Parish or in New Orleans itself. You know, if Ed Reed was born in New Orleans, he will be the second guy because he's going to be eligible for the Hall of Fame before Peyton Manning is. Right, right. (laughs) So it's like, you know, and plus he, Archie Manning is the most popular player in the history of the Saints, you know? Yep. So Peyton's Archie's son. He's, He's always a big deal here, you know? A bigger deal than Eli ever will be, still, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, he's the firstborn. I mean, not the firstborn, but the first, the 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 older NFL sibling. You know, he was the first one to hit it big out right. of him. So, which makes sense. Yeah, and Eli didn't give Lee Zurich isotoner gloves. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lee Zurich was probably twenty-five by the time Eli was. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Because Lee Zurich is two year. He's your age. Okay. Good year, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Eli's significantly younger than us. Yeah, at least five years, I think. Yeah. Yep. But um. So that was so that was fine. I just watched it here with my brother and my mom. You know, at the house, had some fried chicken, you know, and some dips and stuff. Enjoyed the game. Mm. Good low key Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like we were talking, it's a Sunday night. It's not over till ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Yep. You know, I um, Sunday night football in general. I tend to watch the first half and listen to the second half on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, Westwood One, Westwood One. You know, and yep. and and I like it. It's part. Um, I want to get to bed, and I don't want to be beholden to to a television broadcast. But also, you know, it's it's a little nostalgia. It brings back some memories. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, from a different time. And uh, yeah, we spoke about that before. Your uh... yeah, I love it. You know. Yes. So, um, I I stayed up to watch watch the whole thing, and and I wanted to see Von Miller get uh, the MVP because yeah, he was a friggin' beast. I thought he deserved it, and I was glad that he got it. So I mean, he didn't seem to care that much about that, but no, he was no. so like, I mean, care so much about Felicity, but he was getting so overshadowed, like like when they're up there on the on the dais in the middle of the field, you know, and it was like, all right, Von Miller talked to him for like thirty seconds, like, all right, get the fuck out of here, right? <laughs> it's like this is the guy that won the fucking game almost single handedly. Right. Even John Elway, he was like, this is for Pat Bowen. And like, all right, thanks, John. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, he was like, it was just like he was giving such short shrift. It's like, man, without Von Miller on the team, you know, they don't win this game. Right. He was responsible for both of those touchdowns, you know. Oh, God. It was friggin' ridiculous. Yeah, uh, so it wasn't a particularly uh, yeah. exciting game, but of course, and yet assholes like Akeem Talib or whatever, you know, that guy is a freaking dick. He really is. He's such a dirtbag. He really is. Like that shit where he just twisted that guy and ripped him down. You know, I mean, I know what he's doing because he's like, "Fuck it, doesn't matter. You're gonna be at the three. Who cares if you're at the one? Yeah, I'll take him down however I can take him. You know, but it yep. was a really dirty move." 
It was. He sucks. Yeah, and he does yeah. that he at least. He got for a couple of plays in that game. Two or three times a game. Anytime I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, he was the one guy keeping the Panthers in at one point. You know, he had extended a drive that should have been over with the taunting penalty. And it, it's so weird because, uh, you know, he's not a bad football player. Yeah, I know. Like, Laurent, like yeah. Laurent Landry. Um, remember him? He played for yeah, the – he's a knucklehead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he played for LSU, right? Did Laurent play for LSU? Yeah, Laurent, I think, did. Because there, there was two Landrys. And they were both from Louisiana. I think Dewan was the one that went to Georgia Tech, though. I think they both, but Laron Landry, yeah, I think he's the one. Yeah, he is from LSU. And he just, uh, he's not good. He just is big. Yeah, yeah, he's just a meat. He's a headhunter. He and yep. he does stupid stuff, but you expect him to do that because that's how he gains an advantage. But Akeem Tlaib is a is a legitimate football player. Yeah, he's always getting signed to pe- by people like good teams. Always the centerpiece of, of a great yes. defense. Yep, yep. Why he feels the need to to do what he does, who knows? Yeah, he's just a dirty friggin' player. He is. It's dirty. like, I mean, to a lesser degree, that Vontez Perfect guy. The guy's a great player, but he's just a scumbag. Yep. He's a total. That's why he was. I don't even think the guy was drafted. He just can't help himself to be an asshole. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, damn, all you got to do is not be an asshole. Right. You'll be all right. <laughs> when <laughs> when your biggest problem in life is not is a failure to not be an asshole. Yeah. You've got a big problem. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's simple, dude. You're great. All you got to do is like not be an asshole and everything's <laughs> going to be fine. Can't help himself. <laughs> Can't help himself. Well, um. I guess I don't know how much more time we have left. Did you watch? Were you able to watch the Syracuse game today? No, I did not. I know we won. Um, well, is that BC? I mean, I'm just curious. I don't know, but I mean, I'm curious if anybody we know went to the game because I watched the game and it was like it might as well have been a Syracuse home game. You know, Conti Forum's not that big to begin with, right? You know, BC's arena. But it was like when they were cut making calls on foul calls against Syracuse, you know, it was booing as if it was like a Syracuse home game. Right. You know, and the cheering was for Syracuse. Like, you know, it was ridiculous, you know. It sucks because if I was in Boston, I'd be there. Yeah, you know, I, I, I would imagine. Like Mike or Sean or anybody was there. You know, I doubt Brian was there, you know. Yeah, I – um. I know Reardon was coming off of a, of a stretch of of like weekend activities that he was looking forward to having nothing to do for a while. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing he didn't up and go. Yeah, probably not because you know he like I'm sure if Aiden was like five years old, he would have been there with him. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's still a baby right now, so it's you're not gonna. I mean, you can't bring him to the game. I mean, I guess you can, but that's miserable. Yeah, totally. You know. Now, I'm looking at uh, this week's... Oh, no, wait. As of what? Previous bracket, January 4th. Updated January 4th. No, I need... Are you like bracket watch stuff? Yeah. Bracketology? Bracketology. Let's see. NCAA tournament. Bracketology. Bracketology. Okay, let's see. Last Superstar. time, Jeremy had sent me 
Um, the matchup where Syracuse and Seton Hall were last four in, and they were playing yeah. each other as 11 seeds. Yeah, um, as of the thing that came out like Thursday or Friday, I think it was upgraded. So it looks like they're still an 11 seed, but they don't have to play in. Yeah, they're going to – they're. I don't think it's going to be an issue, man. Because you think they're playing well enough right now? Oh yeah, I mean to get they've in. Lost one. They've they've won like eight out of the last nine or something like that. Now. Okay. All right. That's you fair. know they start out the conference zero and four. Since then, you know Jim Beheim's first game back was the fourth loss against UNC. UNC is a top five team. Since then, they've only lost one game in conference, and that was to Virginia, who also is a top ten team. You know, and they had, and both games were close too. You know, it's not that that matters, but what I'm saying is they're eight and five in conference now. You know, I mean, not that you want to lose a bunch more. I mean, I know we play UNC again. You know, and we we got to win the games we need to win. Like we play NC State, we should beat them. You know, but you get ten wins in conference in the regular season, you're probably gonna they're probably going to be in because they're in a strong conference. Yeah, but they still have work to do. They still – No, they still got – they can't sit there and lose the rest of the games. But, you know, as long as they just keep playing well like they are. Because, you know, they were talking about, oh, well, they're not going to factor in the Jim Boeheim suspension game so much. They'll take that into consideration. He wasn't there. But it's not even going to be an issue at this point as long as they don't freaking collapse. Right, right, right. Because they're playing very well right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, guys are getting better. Like, Malachi Richardson's got so much better. Tyler Lydon has gotten so much better. You know I mean? They're, uh, they're, they're becoming a dangerous team at this point, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I think this year, just as much as any other years, uh, Recent years, um, I don't know. This 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 march is wide open. Yeah, there's no great team. That I was talking to my buddy Ryan during the game today, uh, and we were talking about that, you know, because he's like, "Oh, this is the type of team that can make a run to the Final Four. And it's like, yeah, I mean, possibly. It's like there's at least five teams last year that were better than any one team this year. You know, yeah, Kentucky, Wisconsin, Duke, they were all better than friggin any team this year you know yeah absolutely. you know what i'm saying totally yeah i mean michigan state last year was probably better than any team this year you know there's a few teams out there that are that were better last year than any teams they have this year there's just no great teams so i'm looking at this week's uh this week's Schedule. bracket and if, it, if this was the bracket that came out um I'd have no problem pushing them through at least to the Elite Eight. It's uh, So they'd have Providence in the first round, Michigan State uh, in the second round, and then uh, eventually get to UNC in the, uh, in the, com- in the um, East semifinals. Okay. So, I mean, you know, they could very well – they could just – they could lose the Providence game. Yeah, I mean, they could lose any game. I mean, that's... But it's... Yeah. It, there's not... There, there's there's really no reason why they couldn't meet up yeah. 
with UNC. And, you know, they play them in conference. They know who they are. Yep. So what? It's a coin flip. You know an interesting stat, though? An interesting tidbit? The game they played last week or two weeks ago, whatever, against Virginia Tech, where they were losing, they were down by like nine points with like a minute and a half left. And they ended up winning in overtime. Okay, yeah. Did you watch that game? I did. All right. That is the that is on record apparently because uh, they researched this. Mike Waters, the SU reporter for Syracuse Post Standard, whatever. Uh, that is the only known time Syracuse ever won a game that they did not lead at all at any point in regulation. Wow. They didn't even have a two to zero lead or anything in that game. They freaking didn't lead at all, and they won. So That's on the, the old uh, only game in SU history like that, as far as they as far as they were able to to find out by going through the records. So on the old ESPN box score, the two the orange line and the and the maroon line would have never touched until until the very, the very until last, the last possession, sec, thirty seconds or whatever, when Benajay hit that three pointer. Crazy. Yeah, they didn't. They had. They did not have a lead. Then, got it to overtime. We pulled away. Crazy. Yeah, it's funny. Those games always hinge on momentum. I've never seen a team who had been uh, had who had been in control the entire game, and then go to overtime. Yeah, win, win that game because momentum switches and. In the five minutes that you play overtime, it's all based on momentum. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, and that might be one of those turning point games too, you know? Because sometimes that's the type of thing. You remember in the tournament when we won it? Uh, in the second round, we were down by like 12, 15 points to Oklahoma State. And then we came back and beat them. And then we just rolled through the rest of the tournament. Yeah. You know, so you never know. I'm you not saying know. that's what's going to happen, but, you know, that might, because that, because I remember it was like, oh, no, that was so frustrating. You know, that was going to be the low point if we lost to Virginia Tech. Yes. Right. You know, because it's like we had made so, so much ground, you know, where you thought, all right, we're all right. Everything's good again, you know? Yeah. So, hey, man. Well, look at us talking Syracuse sports. Yes, yes. Chatting <laughs> just like we're a orange sports based podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well then on that note. You got anything else? No, no. I think we've covered enough ground for a Sunday uh Sunday afternoon gone into evening. Yeah, a little reunion podcast. Nice to have you back, buddy. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be back. Take a listen to the uh Take a listen to that uh, that side project. I'm interested. Yeah, I gotta uh, listen to that. I'm here. I'm intrigued think. by the thought of a drunken Roscoe on your <laughs> podcast. Uh, at one point, we take a deep dive into uh, into the um, the uh, Bruce Springsteen um, lyrics of of love and romanticism. So. Um, I, I've decided that we're gonna need to because uh, we always get shit when we when we get a little too deep. So yeah. um, I'm gonna try to to build Who, a, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy, Josh, Josh. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So, get a lot of ribbon at the uh, 
DeSantis family gatherings. <laughs> so I'm going to build a little bumper or a little intro uh, for segments where we decide to to uh, to get a little deep. Uh, a trigger two, warning for the DeSantis it, brothers. Exactly. <laughs> two sorry existentialists. Yes. <laughs> this way they'll um, know that if they don't want to listen to it, they can fast forward. But it's who it's who we are. So take it or yep. leave it. Take it or leave yep, it. Yep, gotta be me. That's right. Gotta be us. All right, brother. With apologies to uh, to Girk's brother, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Happy Valentine's Day for you. <laughs>